Welcome back to Amigas y Café. This is your host, Ana Lilia. And I want to say thank you to all the listeners. I can see the number of listeners I have every week and the number of times that you share the podcast. So I just want to say thank you. And please continue to do so because um, this tells me to go ahead and continue telling you my stories, continue uh, sharing. And there's someone out there who can relate or someone out there who is either learning or Um, making changes through some of the things that I share in my own experience. So thank you for that. And this week, what I want to talk to you about is talk about traditions, tradiciones. What are traditions? And honestly, I don't think you can just simplify them or uh, define them very simply. Um, Traditions can be very different things for different families, different people, Even when you talk about a specific tradition, if you talk about, um, you know, traditions now that we're coming up into the holiday season as we're ending uh, 2019, or just regular traditions through the regular um, year, traditions for the start of the year, uh, traditions are in our life present every day, but What do we do with them? What have we learned from our parents about them, from our elders, from our grandparents, from our loved ones? And what are we making sure we pass down to our children? And if you don't have children, what are some things that you know you definitely want to pass down to those future generations? So I'll go ahead and begin and tell you a little bit about why I got inspired with this topic or even mentioning traditions. I started building altares for my loved ones maybe about three, possibly four years ago. And I just kind of started because I thought, you know, what a beautiful tradition. I want to build an an altar for my grandfather, for um, unfortunately several family members who have already passed away. Specifically, I was thinking about my grandfather at first and I felt, What a great way to honor them. At the same time, um, from my husband's side of the family, unfortunately, same thing. We have lost several of his family members, including his grandmother. And I just thought, what a great way to honor her and for the boys to see that we don't just forget about our loved ones as they pass away. They just become part of our stories. They become part of who we are and things we do To cherish them, um, such as building an altar, is still a sign of respect. It still just shows others how important they were in our life. So I kind of did that for a couple years. And I know my boys were a little bit younger. But I'll be honest, I really didn't... I. I didn't really have the information, how do I do it? Yes, I could Google it, and I know I did, and I I called my grandma in Mexico, and I asked her, uh, abuelita, ¿cómo se llaman las flores? ¿Cómo pongo esto? ¿Cuándo pone usted el altar? Uh, ¿Cómo lo hace? ¿Dónde tienen que estar las fotos? And what my grandma shared was, you know, honey, I know there is a right way, but I just do it from my heart. Lo hago, hija. A lo mejor no lo estamos haciendo bien, pero yo lo hago porque son muy importantes para nosotros 
tu abuelito, tu tío, tu tía y siempre les ponemos el altar, aunque sea a última hora, pero sí se los ponemos y les llevamos flores al panteón. Um, so what that taught me is, for at least in my family, there was not a specific, you must follow these specific steps in order to be a proper altar. And I by no means want to offend anyone who does have the proper steps, the proper material. That's not my intention. But I, what I want to give you the freedom of go ahead and start, even if you're not sure if you have the right colors, the right candles, the when do you place the food for your loved ones, etc. Just go ahead and start those traditions. And if it's something that it's important for you, you'll figure it out. And maybe it is making a phone call to loved ones. Maybe it is Googling it or reading about it. And it's become a lot more popular nowadays. I feel like after the movie, um, well, after a couple movies, I remember the book of life and then the movie Coco, um, And both of them just honestly uh, celebrated life. Um, celebrated life versus focusing on mourning a loved one. So with those two, I remember using those, those two. Um, I remember using specifically the story of life, a clip about it in the classroom, even when I was teaching fourth grade and to teach about what Dia de los Muertos was. And, um, you know, because I wanted to keep it age appropriate. I wanted to keep the kids engaged. And it was just a great hook. And then, of course, I read other books that the children learned more information about an altar, where it's celebrated, the name of the flower that's used, um, the marigolds, um, So even through the process of teaching others, I have learned quite a bit. So fast forward to now, what does my seventh grader have to do this year? Um, he is building an altar for a school project. So it was a great opportunity because he had an idea of what he wanted to do. And he knew he wanted to dedicate this altar to his great grandmother, whom he was very close with. And I just thought, what a beautiful thing that now he has a foundation of because he has seen the altars I put up at our house. But of course, his, he's doing it a much smaller scale, the size of um, a small poster and a shoebox combined. So he's working on it still. And it is, he's working on it, but what a great opportunity for even him to begin those traditions that one day he will pass on to his children. And it's not just me saying, hey, come over, look at this. or, But it's something that involves him directly. And like I said, he right away chose, he wanted to de dedicate the altar to his great grandmother. And he's been working on it. And even some of the writing and the memories that he has of her. I thought, what a beautiful way to honor her and to keep her stories alive. So with all that is how I thought, you know what? I need to talk to, to you guys, to my listeners about traditions and to tell you 
make sure you share your traditions. If your family has a tradition that you absolutely love, please write it down. Keep it going. If you have no kids right now, do whatever you can to write it down. Do an audio recording of your grandmother. Do an audio recording of your parents. Um, sharing some of those traditions that in the future you can use with your own children that you can pass on to future loved ones. And I do want to remind you about traditions. It doesn't mean that you're only doing these traditions during the holiday season. I know we're close to closing out 2019. So here comes uh, the holiday seasons. Here comes Thanksgiving. Here comes Christmas. And for many of us, that may include the posadas, the recalentado, navidades, fiestas, todas las fiestas de fin de año. Not just including that, but traditions are there present all year round. And what do you do to keep those traditions alive? And what do you do to continue to pass those traditions on? So to share with you, I'll share one tradition that I've continued to pass on to my children, uh, regardless of the season, regardless of the, regardless of the season, regardless of the time of year, regardless of what day of the week it is, and it's, it, it's something that I honestly thought growing up this is what all families did, and it wasn't till years later I realized, oh, not everyone does this, but this is a tradition we have in my family. And um, for, for my family, you know, my parents were always working, working extremely hard. Um, they both worked in the field for many years. But I clearly remember after every dinner, if uh, later on when my dad was a truck driver, if both of my family, both of my parents were home, and it's just my sister and I, after every meal, we would sit at the table and just talk about our day. And I mean, we would just talk. And I don't mean like five minutes, yeah, it was a great day. No, I mean, we would talk like, what do we have going on at school? What do we have coming up? What are just things we're even thinking about? And I know that clearly came from my father. I miss my dad. I haven't seen him in a couple weeks. I'm getting teary-eyed. And I know that came from my father sharing, um, spending that time with us, perhaps because he worked so hard and he dis did miss out on some of the stuff when he was away at work for l the long hours he worked. So when he was home, he always made it a point. We sat at the table and I mean, we literally sat at the table, not getting up, not anything, just talking, him telling us about his day, us telling about our day or what we had going on and this is a fond memory because I remember um one of the first times my then boyfriend but now husband came to my parents home and we were talking at the table and um, I remember Rick getting up from the dinner table and my dad saying like a donde vas por qué tanta prisa and and I remember Rick at that point, you know, his Spanish was not even, uh, he, he struggled to communicate in Spanish at that point. And he just said, told my dad, well, we're done. We're done eating. Like, what are we doing? And my dad just said, well, sit down, let's talk. And uh, I know 
after we left my parents' house, uh, Rick said, you know what? That was super different. That was different. Uh, that's not something that I'm used to. That's not something that I was expecting. And I wasn't quite sure why we were sitting there or something to the to that effect. I should have asked my husband first before I started recording. But I do remember him saying that. Now, that's something I try to continue with my children. And as hectic as some nights are with the homework, with the practices, with um, just work and life, there are sometimes that sometimes we do it more at the beginning, like um, our own saying grace or our own way of just being thankful, taking a deep breath that we're sitting, the four of us at the table and we're just so glad to be at the table together. And then we do. We ask about how did your day go? What do you have going on this week? You have this and this coming up. What are you looking forward to? Are you excited? What are you not looking forward to? And then the kids will normally share some stories about their friends or share about what's going on at school or perhaps um, conversations they have, they've had with their, uh, their classmates. And this is a good time for Rick and I to include the boys in what we have going on at work, whether it's deadlines, whether it's meetings, whether it's um, sometimes feeling that we're really stressed out at work. We're able to share with the boys a little bit of what our day and sometimes for us it feels like that we're really tired or we have these deadlines we have to meet. And and it helps because then the boys later on will ask, Dad, how was that project that you were working on? Or, Mom, did you have the meeting that you told us about this morning? How did that meeting go? So it's, it's important because now that project or that meeting is not just about me. But now my whole family is behind me supporting me and anxious to hear about how did that deadline, how did that project turn out at the end. So, and you might think, well, that's just communication. That's not even a tradition. But I feel it's part of oral traditions. You know, always talking, talking to your children. So important nowadays, make sure that you're sharing with them what's going on in your life. I'm not saying they're going to understand your stress or your deadlines or your meetings, but it does keep them involved. It does keep them informed of understanding why perhaps in the morning mom's rushing out before them or why dad's not able to pick them up and they have to stay at daycare that day after school. It's a good tradition to just keep each other informed and keep each other involved. Aside from that, of course, like I was saying, with the traditions, as we come to the end of the year celebrating traditions, um, find out. Find out what you can do. Check with your family. Is there traditions? Is there setting up of an altar? Is there a certain way your family sets up a Christmas tree? Is there new traditions you've developed uh, with Thanksgiving? Uh, many of our family, if especially if you have family in Mexico, there's no Thanksgiving celebration in Mexico. So El Dia del Turkey is something we know here and we've created and we formed, we've added new traditions to that. But it's not something 
that we bring from our upbringing. Um, it's, it's not something we bring from our parents' upbringing if our parents were born in Mexico and they didn't grow up with Thanksgiving. It's something you learn, you adapt, and you make your own so your family can adapt to Thanksgiving traditions. And I think in another episode, I'll share with you guys about our Thanksgiving tradition and how it's evolved and how it's become really fun for our whole family. So traditions are all around us, but simply this week, start thinking about that and what you can do to engage your children, what you can do to form these traditions and continue and supporting them. So if this week just helps you identify what is the tradition I want to pass on, what is the tradition I am most proud of, what's a tradition I would like to learn more about, what's a tradition that gets you teary-eyed just like I got a few minutes ago talking about, just thinking about my dad and thinking about my family and specifically, specifically, um, Things that I value and I know I will value for many years uh, as, as my kids grow, as my kids continue to grow up. So there's a lot of power in everyone's stories. Maybe it's just simply the, the stories you share with your kids. And again, like I said, I share a lot of my own stories about my kids with you guys. Another one that for my son, my kids... Specifically, my little one this weekend asked um, if we could play Loteria. And he was saying, Mom, I want to play Loteria like we do at Grandma's house. Um, Mom, where is the Loteria card? And I just, it brings me good, it brings me fond memories because honestly, I grew up playing Loteria. I didn't have board games Monopoly. I didn't have... I really didn't have other board games. And I know Loteria for us, and maybe for many of you, it was a game accessible to everyone. And we literally played sometimes for a quarter, sometimes just to say, hey, I won. Let's play another round. And there, all we needed was a little bowl of beans so we can use them as markers, as we called the different images on the cards and uh, you know yelling out loteria loteria and it's something that my parents continue to do with my niece and my boys so find what those traditions are in your family keep them going because in the future our children are the ones who are going to be telling stories about us such as now how Diego is doing the altar in remembrance of his great-grandmother. So hope this week I was able to just get you thinking about traditions and how you're going to involve them and make sure that you're passing them on to your children. Thank you. Have a great week. Please make sure to share this episode or other episodes with other friends. Thank you for listening. Share it. Review it. Please visit me at amigasycafe.com and thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week as many of you are also setting up your altars at home in remembrance of your loved ones. Have a great week.